Download the app. Bet big, win bigger. I've got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. A risk-free $1,000 sports bet. New users can also take advantage of WinBet's Bet $1, win $100 offer. Simply bet $1 and receive a $100 free bet. Come on, guys and gals. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Hey, we got this junior hockey cashed. Yeah. And this, I don't even know what sport this was. We're doing better, but shout out to Salavat, Yulavov, Ufa, HC Sochi, and AK Bars Kazan for coming through on that three-teamer. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're in, the, you're in like the dark web yeah. of win bet. Minus 229. <laughs> you're it's gonna, not even you're good You're going to accidentally here. buy heroin. <laughs> Three-team parlays with like Maccabi. I think it's hockey. Breckenridge, Colorado. Hello. People get drunk up there in Breckenridge. God <laughs> damn, we got the Christ. fucking guys. Where, they sit in the chair for two seconds. <laughs> so we got Cowboy reading it. People get drunk in Breckenridge, which yeah, is yeah, insane yeah, to me. Places. It's like they do all types of drugs up there. It's like high. How high is it, guys? Cowboy. Uh, like the the town's probably like five or six thousand feet, but you go to the peak, it's like eleven. Yeah, people are up there in their little uh, condos getting all buzzed. Mm -hmm. We had other plans for hello, and then there was a mention shouting. of ski lodges. But they were shouting. And there was in this a room. crunch off yeah, in the like, back. They were talking. They were arguing over ski lodges. Yeah. And yeah. I said, save it. We got to save this for the open. It started because we were talking about snow and how long, like, will it take for it to snow here in Charlottesville versus out in Colorado. Mm -hmm. We were getting excited. We started talking about ski resorts around here. Then so we started talking Taylor about Taylor skis too. He's crunchy too. He's crunchy. Oh, both oh, I love well, skiing, man. I love skiing. There was an argument as to whether or not skiing is crunchy. No, skiing's crunchy. That's what I said. It's crunchy as hell. But it's also bougie. It's yeah. bougie, but it's also crunchy. There's like a bougie crowd that hits the slopes, and I think there's a differentiation between that crowd and like the crunch dudes. Very, well, and I think that's why Reed prefers Vail because you know he's more the bougie option. He's the bougie. No, 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 no. Mm. Brick and Ridge is not the bougie mm. version. No, no, no. Vail, Vail is the crunchy version because it has it has the largest amount of terrain, skiable terrain, I think, in Colorado. I think they've got. It goes, you do a ski lift up and then down and then up and then down. You can go back like five or six mountain ranges. 
Bro, Vail is where like uh, businessmen from Tokyo get condos. I feel yeah, like it's bougie as hell, dude. I mean, any of the Colorado resorts are bougie. If you want to go the to fridge, like bro, Red Lodge, Montana, um, any of the Coeur d'Alene wow. resorts. I just spit. No, the, the real argument was I said out of the major resorts in Colorado, Breckenridge was the best. It's not as bougie as Vail. Vail might have more terrain, but there's better terrain. And more power. I think there's better but drugs. But there's so many there's people more power in a lot of ways than Breckenridge, from what Breckenridge, I hear. Breckenridge, there's too many people. There's hey guys, so many people. Guys, you're going to stand in line Let's all day. Let's just settle this shit right now. Guys, what's chowder called? I pulled up a website that has all the slang terms. For um, They have slang terms. You don't even need to shorten some of these terms. Like It's longer to say the slang terms, so you know this is a crunchy pastime when you make up a bunch of, like a whole vernacular. Okay, chowder. What does chowder mean? Chowder Chowder's powder. No, but it's not just powder, Reed. What like kind of real powder? Ni- not fine like champagne powder, mm. but a little chunkier. It's, it's a little ch- beefy. It's, it's like mashed potatoes. Mm. Well, it's because people have he been down the exactly. skin. Well, he yep. left that out. I'll give that to Reed. So one nothing, Reed. <laughs> okay, what are French fries? French fries is when you're skiing. <laughs> You uh, you want to if you if you pizza before you French fry you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> oh, listen to this man, Cowboy Reed's on this shit, dude. He's he. All right, hold on. Let me read you what it says on the website. French fries skiing with your skis parallel to each other, the opposite of pizza. Yep. Mm-hmm. Extra credit. That's what they teach him. you when you go Ooh. get your lessons. I Damn, got one Taylor, for you. you. Haven't even had a fucking lesson. I, I mean, that should Breckenridge. be a point for that's a South that's, Park. That's yeah. a South Park yeah. reference. We have both that. Yeah. What is oh, okay. scissoring? <laughs> a South Park reference as well. Scissoring. What is scissoring? Uh, when you wreck and you put your skis, when your skis go cross. Yeah, it's when you cross your skis. Oh, that's guys. Reed's three up 3-0 on you, dude. All right, stash. Hey, where's the stash at around here, man? Stash, that's where like not many people know where the good powder is. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he doesn't have this website up. Dude, stash is like, if somebody asked me where the stash was, at a snowshoe, I'd be like, man, listen. It's it's on the backside. It's uh, Devil's Revenge and the other double, uh, the other Black Diamond. Um, oh went on good days, but it's but it's going down the uh, lift line. All right, so can y'all rank Aspen, Vale, and Breckenridge one, two, three? Vale, Aspen, Breck. Taylor, Breck. He shortened it. No, Breckenridge, Aspen, and then Vale. Mm. He's like a cliff bar personified. Like if a cliff <laughs> bar was a person, that's Cowboy Reed right now. Uh, look, right. so look, so one of us actually lived in Colorado. <laughs> oh, wow. And although I may have spent a lot of my winters playing lacrosse and football and I didn't get on the mountains a lot. He's pulling the jock lot, card, jock card. <laughs> I have a lot of friends that spent a lot of time on the mountains and uh, on a quick message to a bunch of old high school friends, Right now, Breckenridge has three answers, and Vale has zero on the Breck versus Vale debate. Wow, you know. So, and that's from Colorado people. Donald Trump won the presidency, but it wasn't, yeah, you're right, (laughs) the Electoral College and all that stuff. So, in a way, (laughs) uh, bar down, this was another one, bar down. Is your lift lift bar? I don't even know why that's bar. a question. Like, <laughs> like they have written down, down here. It's bar down or ba- or bar up. Like, yes, I want the bar down, dude. Yeah, that's, agreed. Bar down, safety, who doesn't, especially who doesn't on the lift. have the bar up on it's those lifts. I got Just one. Cool I'm not. I'm not a fan of people that have the bar. Me neither. Yeah. If you fall out of the the if you fall out of the lift and it's snowing, how much snow has to be on the ground for you to survive? Oh, a lot. I mean, it depends on how far you fall from. I jumped one time. I jumped from like 15 feet. I think, but there was enough snow and I just kind of landed. But that was like a no-no. The guys on the lift behind me were like, yo, can we jump on you? And they didn't. 
but they that was they that was funny. <laughs> Nar. <laughs> That's gnar. Okay, last one. I want to see if you go for well, like. What a was clip. the one making ask? Fun box. Fun box. Fun I box. believe that's what we bleeped out on the last episode. Right? <laughs> 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 and by the way, Taylor, whose voice you're hearing, and sometimes if you guys don't, Taylor's here. Taylor played for Brandon Staley. That's the fun fact of the day. Mm. Brandon Staley was at JMU, and Taylor. That's tight. So so Taylor's been sitting here watching Brandon Staley videos for the better part of a month and never said a word about it. Mister Humble, he knows the guy personally. Good guy. Oh, he's awesome, man. He was one of those guys that, like, everybody on the team loved him. Really smart. Uh, I mean, he was – he coached us really hard for sure, but, I mean, yeah, he's there a great go. dude. There you go. Brandon Staley, confirmed good guy. I wonder if our racist listeners can differentiate between my voice, Reed's voice, and Taylor's voice. I know all of us sound the same. Hey, uh, yard sale. Yard did sales. you do Funbox yet? I did. We just did Funbox. <laughs> did Funbox – did you answer Funbox? Yeah, Taylor, Taylor nailed Funbox. He was all over it. We nailed the fun box. And then yard sale. That's yard the sale is when you wreck and all your gear goes Holy all over the place. Shit. Wow. If you're out there and you're a skier, you're not really skiing compared to our producers, evidently. I like evidently the one. We need to do more skiing content. The one comment content. from two years ago cool article, keep writing more. <laughs> on this, from a crunchy ass. What this, website uh, is this? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, epicmountainrentals.com I'm, like I'm on skipeak.net, but we're reading the same. We're reading and this the same is from list. the Lifty Report. Back. If you want a real crunchy website, go to Unofficial Network. That'll give you some good... Yeah. I'm good, man. <laughs> I don't... It's too late in life. Okay, so that was a that was quite the hello. I mean, but these guys were in here yelling. They were like, nah, bro. <laughs> No, bro. A little bit deeper than that. Fred. Fred. <laughs> no, the, the fridge, bro. Um, shout out to the fridge. Hey, layup line today. It's been... Uh, One week since you looked at me. Please, no. Caught your head to the side. Said I'm sorry. That's, that's bare naked ladies. I remember. I remember. One week. That was a regrettable time in music. Oh, no. No, 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 no. All right, uh -uh. So, so I'll give you another one. 1999. Chronic 2001, which is confusing. Uh, it's obviously the second installment of uh, the Chronic. The Chronic, uh, the original Chronic, is probably my favorite Chronic, front to back. Dr. Dre. Uh, do you know who he did uh, Chronic 2001 with? No, but I know Dr. Dre is from NWA. Okay. And uh, he's got the the headphones. We won't do the acronym. Do you know this song? That's Rough Riders Anthem. <laughs> why, why? That's uh, still Dre, still D-R-E. That's right. Um, did Dre do it with, with Lil Baby or Big Baby? He did or it with Snoop Dogg. The Baby? Snoop okay. Dogg, Snoop man. Dogg. Snoop Dogg. That's probably legitimately, when it comes to albums that are iconic and that old and the hit gets that much play, you cannot play that song out, dude. In all seriousness, when the first couple notes of that song come on, it's like, all right, I'm just going to sit down for a couple minutes and listen to this song. It's like, it's like Shark Tank. If Shark Tank comes on TV at 10 p.m., you're going to watch the whole thing. You're going to listen oh, to that whole song. you and my wife. Yeah, Shark Tank. I can't get away from it if I watch it late. Shark Tank on a gummy, I might watch into, until, until the end of the marathon. Um, all right, so Still Dre, uh, that's number one off that album. Explosive is probably my second favorite song, if I'm being honest. And then The Watcher. 
Uh, no, forgot about Dre. That has the played out problem. Like that, that played out a little bit more. Although I know the whole Eminem verse, like every other white kid between the ages of like 35 and 45 at this point. So, um, that's my top four. Oh, I have this album cover on a t-shirt. Do you really? Yeah. Except it you says the beach. Except it says Mono Loco instead of, uh, oh, really? Dr. Dre. Shout out to Mono Loco. We miss Mono Loco. Also shout out to Moe's. Monday Night Football. Bum, 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 it's bum, been bum. a day or two for y'all, but this was like, this was storyline story central. The Rams off a loss, you had Odell Beckham Jr., and then you had an injury to a player that people talked about for like three hours over the weekend, as opposed to the 36 hours straight of Odell Beckham Jr. coverage we got. We didn't talk about Robert Woods. I think that played in the game on Monday night. But the first thing I want to talk about is the beat, okay? Two bets I made right off the bat. You know the Niners own the Rams, right? Like, you know that. Everybody knows that at this point. It's The public might be on the Niners next time. It was like 80-20 last night. Um, they've lost five straight to these guys. So that was, that was easy. But you know me. I don't want to make it easy. I got to bet something else. Tease right? God. No. I go alt line over 41 and a half. Okay. What was the final score of the game? 31-10. 31 times. Do that math. Adds up to 41. Yeah, it adds up to 41. Okay. Worst beat for me in weeks. Okay. It's compounding when you have a bad beat on Monday night because you stay up late in a game that like you could be getting eight hours sleep. Instead, I'm up till damn near 1 a.m. watching a football game in, w in which Matt Stafford and the Rams look like they're trying not to score. It was 31-7 with 11 minutes to go in, in the fourth quarter. 31-7 with 11 minutes you to go. You needed a tutty. At halftime, it was 21-24-7, something like that. I mean, we 21 were... 21-7. Yeah, 21-7. We need 13, 14 points. So we need two touchdowns second mm -hmm. half. There was like three touchdowns in a span of five minutes. Two trips to the red zone. All the Rams had to do was score a touchdown. One trip to the red zone... They took Bosa and them out. I had Arden Key ruining my night. Arden Key sacked Matt Stafford. Okay? Like, I understand the Bosa sack in the red zone. The guy was on fire last night late. But the Arden Key sack, that really hurt my feelings. You know what hurt my feelings the most? The Van Jefferson drop. This could all be avoided if Van Jefferson, who thought he was out of a job for the better part of a week, and then Robert Woods, everybody was feeling sorry for Van Jefferson, and then Robert Woods gets hurt. And Stafford can cover for me and hits Van Jefferson in the corner of the end zone. And Van couldn't get his feet in or catch the ball. That was a difficult catch, wasn't it? Yeah, but you got to make those. Like, I'm, I'm awake. I'm watching. Used to play for the Rams. Help me out. My family depends on it. They started that drive at the 48. Started the drive at the 48. Short field city. Matt Stafford. I don't know if it was this drive or the other one like vacates the pocket and it looks in the moment like he has a chance to run it in from like the four or at least throw the ball. He runs, he does both and neither at the same time. He runs over the line and throws the football. We lose a down. That's when they kick the field goal to make it 31-10. You're right. The one before they have first and goal at the nine. Good Lord. And you're texting this entire time making me aware that you just need one touchdown. I mean, one fourth down, he threw the ball, the one that they didn't kick a field goal, which makes no sense. When you're faking field goals in the first fucking half, I know at that point you're in the game, you think. It was an ill-advised fake field goal. Then late in the, the, the game. Uprights. He threw the ball through the uprights. These are voice notes that I'm making. I was just so mad, dude. I know nobody else is up watching the game. I have to vent. Uh, it was brutal. There was a fourth down. Matt Stafford threw the ball through the uprights. <laughs> 
Like, that was the best we could do. He threw the ball through the uprights. Didn't get three points for it. And the worst part was at the very end, Shanahan could have kicked the field goal. And I, hey, a little credit no, over here on this side. You knew it. I knew what he was going to do. He was going to keep running it because he's got that Kyle Shanahan to him where, hey, I'm better than you and, and stop me, but he's also not going to disrespect his buddy by, by trying to kick a field goal. By just putting more Aren't points they on the buddies field. buddies anymore? Do you have any friends know. that own you the way Shanahan owns the Rams and McVay? I don't know. Like, I don't think if you have somebody, if somebody beats me like that in fantasy football, we're not going to hang out for a while. Like, they've just been, this is free money. I don't know about the next time. Probably is going to be free money the next time. I think it's week, whatever the last week is. 18? I believe it's week 18 this year. Well, I I, I didn't have the, the Niners going to the, the playoffs. You never know with the wild card thing. They could be thinking they're playing for something week 18. But the Rams probably going to be trying to play for something too. When Waylon went to bed last night and he's starting to get into football, which is fun because it's like a common thing. It's not like I want him to go play football. In fact, I don't. We can watch it together. He's like, hey, Dad, and this reminds me of being a kid and going to sleep for these Monday night games then waking up to see Sports Center. Like you always had to go to sleep, especially NHL playoffs. I can remember one, one lightning game went for like eight overtimes and I had to find out in sixth grade at like at school. It's the same thing with Monday night football. It's the thrill to it. Waylon's going to bed about 8.30. What do you think about that bedtime? 8.30? Yeah. How many years old? He's five, almost six. Well. How old is he? I don't know. <laughs> I don't question the questions before the answer. I don't know anything about bedtimes for, for kids that age. You can ask me about, about like a, it's probably about right. It's Ten month old. It's probably about right. We're about seven PM. Seven PM. A lot of free time after the kid goes to bed, huh? Yeah. What time I get? Eighth. Imagine having two of those those things. Uh, and they go to bed later. Waylon goes to bed and he says, Wake me up when the when the when the blue team scores. Mm. That's who he decided when he wanted to win. And I was like, a blue team cut your dad. But, <laughs> um, you know, you weren't around yet. You were in mama's belly. We were living in a hotel waiting to be released. <laughs> uh, I almost didn't have to wake him up at all. Like, I almost didn't have to lie to him because they scored one touchdown the whole night. And, you know, you have Von Miller and OBJ, the big stories. They check in. They had the worst first night stay at their great new hotel. I mean, like, everything's not working. Von Miller, he's got to watch a bunch of four-minute mode, essentially. He's watching drives. He's like, he's never seen a drive like that, like 19 plays, 15 run plays, a couple back-breaking in, in cuts on third down, Debo Samuel, Yak, the whole thing. There's not really a lot of chance to do what you're supposed to do. And on the other side of things, OBJ gets a catch right off the bat. So you knew they were trying to keep him happy. Like... All these things can be all all these things can be true, dude. Is that Troy Aikman over there? No, no, no. All these things can be true. And by the way, I'm a bigger Odell fan than you. I don't Are think you, you like Odell. Do you think he's a cancer? No, I okay. like Odell. I don't think he's a cancer. Odell's a member of the houses. I don't want to rail so. he's a member of one of my fantasy teams too. I don't want to rail against Odell, but it can be true that while he's not a bad teammate, you do walk on eggshells around the guy that demanded to have a bunch of targets. Just a little bit the first game. You want to get him going. You want to build his confidence. That's not outrageous. Okay. 15 of 56 snaps, ran 11 routes, three targets, two catches. Can it be that Stafford's just trying to, trying no to send him I'm one? I'm not hey, saying I agree guy. with Aikman, but you get him on the board right off the bat with a five-yard out. And at that point, you're thinking, Odell's going to get touches today. Then the, the deep ball, which I don't know what happened. 
Um, it seemed to I, stop running. It seemed to stop running, and it seemed to be a little bit of a miscommunication. These things happen. But early, they were trying to get him the ball. And Odell, his first possession ends in a tackle. I don't think a good tackle, too. Didn't really wrap the arms, but fuck, beggars can't be choosers. A wide receiver. Not everybody can be Julio Jones. Looks like he's Ed Reed. But bad start for you know the tenure of maybe the short tenure of Odell in LA because I don't think he's gonna be there next year. They don't have the money, the whole thing. And for Vaughn. Now we haven't potted since Odell signed with the Rams. You left the building right before it happened last week. You think it's a good signing? I think it's a great signing in light of Robert Wood's injury. Didn't like it before then. Yeah. But now it seems to make a lot of sense. See, I think it makes less sense now. Wow. Yeah, you're not gonna replace Robert Woods with Odell Beckham. This made sense because Odell was a luxury Okay, and a low risk luxury from a financial standpoint. Now everything else, like you believe what you want to believe. If you're if you're somebody from Troy Aikman's school of thought, you think he's going to be forcing the ball. It might mess up the chemistry. That can yeah. mess up Stafford. Potentially high risk. Okay, but from a financial sense, at least, it's not a high risk thing. It's a luxury. Robert Woods, who we talked about for a few hours over the weekend, sensational is way more important to this team than Odell will be. Oh yeah. And has been. So if you don't have that guy, the offense is not the offense and could be an adjustment, but I don't think the offense is ever going to look the same without Robert Woods. So what I'm saying is when you put all your poker chips to the middle of the table to win the Super Bowl, the straw that stirs the drink over the years has been Robert Woods. And I don't mean that to take away from Cooper Cup, who's his new Clayton Kershaw. Matt Stafford's Robert Woods is a slump buster. He runs in routes. He runs. He runs the the quick stuff. He's going to get the ball when you can't run the football he out blocks. the flat. He blocks. He does everything, and his skill set is so different from OBJ that no disrespect to Odell, I'm just saying that that signing is not that important. The more important thing is that they lost Robert Woods, and if you don't have both of them, there was like no point to make the move because I hate to say this especially the way that defense is playing from a standpoint of consistency, they're going to be hard-pressed to get back to where they were offensively without Robert Woods, and that would render the Odell signing kind of like, ah, oh, well, fuck. That's interesting. Yeah. So after Robert Woods' injury, yeah. if Odell weren't in L.A., you wouldn't be saying, gosh, I wish we had made that move. No, think no, be because they're without. different players. They're different players. I don't think Robert Woods is replaceable. I think it could be a net positive if Sean McVay can figure this out. I think he's he's going to be tested mightily. And by the way, Cowboy Reed, I had you look up some numbers. Robert Woods, who people at the beginning of the season were like, oh, I guess Cooper Cup's the most important guy now, and he is very important. I'm not taking anything away from him. Robert Woods has been getting more targets lately. Am I right on that, Reed? Robert Woods' first four games, he had six and a quarter targets a game, three and three quarters catches. His uh, weeks five through nine, eight Point eight targets and six catches a game. Yeah, so he's getting the ball more before he gets hurt. They're figuring out that they got to use him when they come upon some tough times. And then when you look at his 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 uh, San Francisco games, now they've lost all these games, but the Rams have lost in shootouts and they've lost where they couldn't put points up. The two games they couldn't put points up, they couldn't get Robert Woods going. When Robert Woods goes, that offense goes against San Francisco, and so. I think while we're all hitting the panic button on the Rams, and maybe we should be, this was a foregone conclusion. They weren't going to look good tonight. I thought they would probably lose the ball game. And on top of it, when you throw a pick six after like a 19-play drive, that's your answer to Jimmy Ward. By the way, Jimmy Ward played awesome 
last night in his return. When you do that, you're not going to win on the road against a team that can basically get in four-minute mode and run the ball. Like, they don't even have to throw the ball and they can beat you. So you're down 14 nothing on the road. That place is rocking, and that Higby drop was terrible. Oof. Not even a drop, like a, like a shovel pass to, yeah, was, to Jimmy Ward. Yeah, and then it wasn't his worst drop of the night. The worst drop of the night was like backed up. I heard a cartoon blooper sound when he dropped that, that ball backed too. up. Like I heard like a clown sound at the circus when he, when he dropped that ball backed up at like the nine and like fell out of bounds. But he also scored, which was very significant for some of us. He did. And you know what? Like, I like Tyler Higby as a player. I like Cooper Cup as a player. I like Matt Stafford. I like Van Jefferson. But last night, they weren't ready to play. And I don't know if Matt Stafford's healthy the way he's throwing some of these balls. I think the Rams just got chin-checked. I think the fake field goal was dumb. Um, I like watching Ramsey play frustrated because he's awesome when he plays frustrated. pushed him. He pushed him. I love Ramsey when he's frustrated. But I hate what it takes to get there for this team. Um, And yet... By week on deck, I bet OBJ comes out two weeks looking great. And you know what? It's not going to be hard to make that prediction because he's going to look better. And they're going to win games. And there's going to be days where he gets his. But I'm just saying, if you gave me a choice between this and just keeping it the way it was, I'd have kept it the way it was. Yeah. And that's not because I think Odell's a bad guy. I actually hear he's a great guy to play with in a lot of ways. Odell's presence is monumental like it's he's a Odell walking in the building is not quite Cam walking in the building but he's an icon when LeBron James welcomed you to LA guess who you're looking at all right Matt what you gonna do with this all those people that loved you on the internet for a month that were all of a sudden Matt Stafford hipster fans they're gonna fucking just light you on fire if Odell doesn't eat and 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 listen Odell might eat a couple weeks but I'm just saying Robert Woods was so important to this team when they're winning and when they're in slumps even more importantly. Last night they were in a slump. They didn't have any consistent guy to get the ball to to do the dirty work against a physical team. What about the defense for L.A.? Defense for L.A. is a problem. They've been getting the ball run on them. That's not going to be good enough. It's just not. Especially when you got a dominant guy like Aaron Donald up front who if this game was in phase – I feel like he would have had a really nice game. He came to play last night early. He was in the backfield a lot. But otherwise, nobody in the run game really scares me. You've got Aaron who takes chances to create negatives. But who's just kicking people's asses in the run game for that team? I I, I don't know about the defense. On the other side, I got to give credit to two coaches who I really like. One, Chris Kasurik, who uh, was in Detroit for a while when I was a free agent. And I talked to Detroit only because of Chris Kasurik, basically. The things I heard about this uh, D-line coach is that like, he just fosters this environment where guys hunt, 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 and they just run, run, run. It's about effort. It's about accountability. But it's also fun to play for him. You could tell last night, that front brought it. And Nick Bosa, uh, man, he's strong. <laughs> I mean, like, Rob Havenstein's the size of a door. So it's going to be hard to run through him. But one thing Rob does is he floats a lot. And Bose is not a pure speed rusher, so the inside moves started killing him late. Can you imagine being the Bosa dad? No. <laughs> For a variety of reasons. Can you imagine just making two of those guys? Mm-mm. No. Do you know how many he probably sent back to... to like, how many do you think... How many Bosa kids was he like, not good enough? <laughs> 
and he just put them in a basket and, and put them in a river. Like for somebody else to find. I was looking at... Uh, <laughs> Matt's looking at me. Kingston's looking at me back there like, we're not keeping that. We're keeping that. I was looking at Nick's arms last <laughs> night and, and, and thought about going out to the garage to the weight bench. Thought about it. Yeah, I think you're... <laughs> thought about it. I don't know, man. That D-line played well. And D'Amico Ryans was good. I know they've been up and down on defense, but he was a great player. And it's so fun to see a guy who's a year older than me getting a shot like right off the bat. Like, right off the bat. Like, I can remember him playing. It was only a couple years ago. And look at him now with the headset on. Gerard Mayo, same type of thing. Really cool to see him get called out last night in a good way. So, defense for the Rams flawed. The Niners' defense, they played hard. And more than anything, the, the Niners put on a blocking clinic. I mean, they just did. George Kittle is much CTV. Now, you saw the pancake of, uh, of Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Okay. I understand that not a lot of people really pay much attention when it's line play, uh, but you're going to want to look at the five-time Pro Bowler fullback who goes about 230 or whatever he does. His name's Kyle Juszczyk, uh, Juice. He had a running start across the formation and nudged the fuck out of Von Miller. And in slow motion, nudges never looked that serious. But when you're engaged with a blocker like, like George Kittle, and somebody runs into you from the side, because a lot of times you're setting the edge, you're not thinking you're gonna get chipped like it's pass rush. That's respect for Vaughn, and that's really sadistic scheming uh, for an edge setter. George Kittle, what makes him great, his hand placement, his technique, his tenacity, but it's also his finishing, man. And his finishing is what separated that play from being, if it was anybody else, if Dwelly was blocking Von Miller and Juszczyk just came through and gave him a big old like Harvard hello Von Miller is going to reset his feet and set that edge but because Kittle is relentless and has great hand placement once you're off balance like Von was it's over and so you know I want to do like the the low-hanging fruit tweet Von versus you know Kittle because it gets clicks and shit but there's some nuance there and it's the entire offense and the way they block. Juszczyk also planted 51 last night. They put him on the Rivals.com recruiting orb. Whenever you're on the recruiting orb and they like, you know, they, they make, the, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. They highlight you and put you in the bubble in the NFL. They don't do that a lot. Also, on the Von Miller block, the pancake. Yeah. Eli Mitchell went for a, a minus a yard. Yeah, so it's, and honestly, the thing I just mentioned should make the conversation a lot more nuanced on its head, not to mention the outcome of the play. So uh, Manning cast, how would you grade it? Oh, not so great. Yeah, really? Yeah. On paper, looked like the best lineup so far. I don't know that I would disagree with that. Um, Al Michaels... Uh, Can I mention Jimmy G before I you, you dump on the Manning cast? He sure. had a good night last night. We shit on him a lot in the media. He had a good night. He had a bunch of really tight window throws, and Debo Samuel is a fucking menace, dude. Well, you say that. Eli Mitchell ran 3.4 yards a carry. Jeff Wilson, 2.8 yards a carry. Debo is the one who kept him off balance. Five carries for 36 and a touchdown, and then he went nuts through the passing game, too. They threw 47 tosses to people the first five minutes. It just looked like the Niners and I don't know how bad a disagreement there has to be between uh Brandon Ayuk and uh Shanahan to keep that guy off the field like what did he do to you 
three for 26, four targets. I know, but I just love watching him play. The kid's a stud. They barely threw the ball. They picked up the win. Manning cast, quarterbacks, they didn't have shit to say last night. I didn't think, uh, I didn't think Al settled in. Yeah, no. That was a bit awkward. Really? When they talked, they showed golf highlights of Al, and he said, uh, oh, you piece of human shit. That was, that was funny. He, he said that to a drive. He said that? Oh, yeah. The, did they bleep it? They bleeped it. They bleeped it. How do you know it was shit? And it was a, oh, you piece of human. But otherwise, Al started with saying that Eli went to school in, in Knoxville. Has an OX in it, but the wrong OX. He, he, yeah. he was in Oxford. And um, part of the problem was that 19-play drive. So Al yeah. didn't get on until two minutes left in the first quarter. It's late. It was late at night, man. I know Al does primetime games. It was late. And then they held him on. He, he tried to force a Cosell impression, which was fine. Yeah. But then they uh, carried him over into Phil. So you had two guests on with Peyton and Eli. Right. Phil. I, Phil was doing a Max Homa thing. He was kind of. Phil was over prepped. He had yeah. some guy who had written a lot of questions. It was like, hey, this Eli Mitchell, he's a late round pick, but he comes in uh, and, and beats out a, a higher round pick. And uh, Talk to me about their talk YPAs. Talked a lot of talk to me talk about. Talk to me about their YPAs. A lot of talk to me about. At least he tried to tee it up for the experts. Tee it up. Yeah, like, did a, there? like yeah, tee it high, let it fly. Yeah. Uh, he called Eli swing cute. That was nice. That was funny. That was a Max Homa thing. Like, I don't know if, you know, Phil can do whatever he wants, but. Draymond. Uh, solid, actually. Once he got the microphone out of his sweatshirt, he was solid. So good that he steered them out of the thing you told me about. Poor Eli. The Fab Mellow thing. And I don't blame Eli for not knowing that. I'm sure in some corner of the internet, somebody was like, how could you, Eli? But Draymond like, starting to list all the 34 guys drafted ahead of him, and, and then they get to a, a scrolling list, and Eli points out Fab Mellow. He probably just picked a guy out of the blue and said, where'd he play, and is he still playing? And Fab Mello passed away some years ago, and Draymond turned out of it very adeptly yeah. and, and said, uh, God rest his soul. He was like uh, Doc Hudson if you watch Cars. I don't. Yeah, a, At least not really, yet. Yeah. It was impressively done. And, and no harm, no foul. And, and RIP to the great Fab Mello yeah, out dude, of Syracuse. Obviously, but, Boston yeah. Celtics but Draymond Green is good on TV. Like, I've said this before on this podcast. Draymond Green is one of the people I'm most excited about seeing on TV when he gets done playing. I don't, As a former athlete, I love watching him play. I might like watching him on TV even more, which is a big compliment. Yeah, I don't like watching him play, and I do like watching him I on TV. I love watching him play. I love watching him on TV. Big Draymond guy. Hey, Phil, they just they, they put Phil in the wrong spot. Phil was solid. It was just sleepy at 31 to 7. Here's what was interesting. And I don't know who was on, but I saw this in the in the highlights of it, but they did a poor throws chart and Matt Stafford was up the highest. And Peyton made a really good point, which should give like analytics people who just kind of drop numbers and say like no context. You don't know around. where I was throwing. You don't know where I'm throwing. You don't. Like we just talked about this Sunday. There was a throw in the red zone that Tom Brady threw to Godwin that probably should have moved the sticks for them. I think they ended up kicking a field goal and it was low. And I'm like, I'm not caping for Brady, but I do think had he thrown that chest high, Godwin's eating through a straw today. Like, and conversely, Heineke damn near killed McLaurin on a third and five later that game. But like quarterbacks will, especially really good ones, vary the ball placement. Also routes. Routes get fucked up all the time. I think the Jared Cook 
Uh, pick six uh, a few weeks back, maybe against I forget who, but the Chargers got beat, and he was running like a an out route and didn't finish the route or something, and, and there was a miscommunication. Like, where are you throwing that ball, Justin Herbert? I hope analytics people listen to one of the goats talk about why you need context around the analytics. All right, so I asked Reed to if you if you had to fuck up a Manning cast and just make it like unwatchable to come up with a, a lineup. Reed, what you got? So I picked uh, quarter one, Jeff Saturday. Oh, no. What? What the fuck, Reed? That, listen, that's the one that's going to be interesting. That Because the whole time, Peyton will just be hollering, shut up, Jeff, and just block. Oh, uh, would he do that? I don't know. I'm don't sure know that's coming. I think it'll be good. I, I love Jeff Saturday. I, I love too. Jeff Saturday. If we can get Jeff Saturday on the show, that'd be great. So... Ignore what right. Cowboy Reed just Ignore said. Ignore that one. I'll replace him with a uh, another former Colt, Mike Vanderjack, because that'd be entertaining as well. Okay. That's a great one Vanderjack too. Is this your good list? Yeah. Well, I, maybe you misunderstood the exercise. <laughs> Get that I drunk was kicker. Vanderjack because of the Provo comments. Yeah. And he would just call him idiot kicker the whole time. Yeah. Liquored up. That'd be yeah. awesome. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. This we is a good need, list. We Reed. need more Mike Vanderjacks. Good job, Reed. <laughs> yeah. what, who who else is? Wait. Uh, next one, Kevin Durant. Because <laughs> he wouldn't say anything to them. He wouldn't say anything. And I feel like Eli might get suckered into a Twitter conversation with one of Kevin Durant's burners. Oh, yeah, yeah. That could happen. That could happen. There. I think there'd just be a lot of awkward silences. Yeah. You know, if a guest lets the game come to them, those guys aren't going to chase the guests so much. Correct. And, Third and uh, five. What are you doing here, Kevin? Oh, uh, pass. <laughs> And then I've got uh, Odell because even with two quarterbacks on the cast, I don't think that's enough attention. Oh, wow. Reed is Troy Sizzling. Wow. Reed is Troy Fiery burn. And then um, the fourth one is anyone from the Broncos because of the Manning cast curse. I don't want to lose the next Mm. week. Oh, that's a good one, Reed. Good one. Yeah, y'all are losing on your own. Right. (laughs) Let's go Eminem first quarter. Bro, you have Eminem. Yeah, but on my good list. Oh no! See, remember what he did when he was in the in the booth. Yeah, those guys. Would he's not a meme. Know. Guys would not know how to handle him. He's a meme. Give me Joaquin Phoenix to fuck up the whole night. Just those guys trying to pin down Joaquin Phoenix. It's like trying to catch a grease pig. I went Drake. Yeah, Drake. Real try hard. <laughs> Drake's gonna have. The, the the issued gear of whoever's playing on. Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods? Yeah. You think it would be bad? Bad. Really? Yeah. Sean Connery. He's dead. Yeah, that wouldn't work as well, yeah. With his being dead. Uh, <laughs> PJ Fleck? I don't know. I don't want to hear PJ Fleck talk. That'd be my best shot. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I, I got one for you. Nicholas Cage. I'm putting a petition out today on the internet. Reed, can you sign us up to like one of those petitions? Yeah. Like Change, uh, change.org. Change.org, right? See that all the time. Let's do a change.org and get Nick Cage on the Manning cast. Can we do that? Can we do that? I will we'll tweet best. it out. No, we, we, there is no try. There is only do here. We, we need Nick Cage on the Manning cast. That's really good. Yeah. Can you imagine th- those three? I think they'd hit it off. Same sort of deal. 
Tom Hanks is a good listen. Dog the Bounty Hunter. David Letterman. David Letterman would be good. But oh. I don't know. John Stewart wasn't that great on there. It wasn't his oh, fault. Oh, different, different. It's just you're, not his. You're typecasting. They're two very different people. I know. Bill Walton. Bill Walton would be great. Olivia Coleman. She's great at everything. Okay. Pole Assassin. Enough on uh, Monday night's game. Not going to matter. Neither of those two teams are winning the Super Bowl. Mm. All right, I'm just going to say it. Right, you're probably right, but the Rams have two months to figure it out. They have two months to figure it out, for and it's, sure. And it's not going to be 14-3 and three anymore. Michael Brockers ain't walking through that door, okay? Well, I mean, maybe. He, William maybe Hayes ain't walking through that door. He'd be a good Manning cast guest. Yeah, William Hayes would be a great Manning cast guest. I'm just saying, they like defensively, I worry they can be hot and cold offensively, but not unless you're like really elite defensively. And I don't know if the Vaughn thing, like all this pass rush is great, but if teams line up and run the football and you have off nights, I worry. I mean, run, run, run defense has been a thing for them. Yeah? I mean, I don't know where they are numerically down the line in the league, but... Bye week will be good. Pink Floyd. That, that's what I still think. I still see Pink Floyd, and I think Jimi Hendrix. Still, that's a weird thing. Like that's not a thing that I made up at all. That's odd. Yeah. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't yet tried the WinBet app, I've got great news for you. WinBet is now offering a 200% wager match for new users up to $1,500. That's just an incredible offer. WinBet is basically giving you double your first wager in free bets. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Good, bad, ugly this week, Make. Where are you putting the Fuente uh, buyout? Virginia Tech, mm. our arch nemesis, who's beaten us like 30 out of the last 32 years, just bought out their uh, head coach that all the Hokie fans wanted fired. Right. Like supposedly last year, Nearly happened They kind of wanted us to beat them, so Fuente got fired. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. Here's the problem. Seems like a nice nice enough guy. Yeah, he this, didn't, is, this is business. He didn't win a ton of games, yeah. but he was 4-1 and one against Virginia, which is just so incredibly depressing that the guy not good enough for Tech beat us 80% of the Hopefully time. Hopefully that wasn't our only window. I'll just put it that way. But uh, yeah, Fuente, you put that in the good, bad, ugly. Is it bad because we wanted him to stay? Yeah. Okay, it's bad. It, 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 on the recruiting <laughs> front, it wasn't working Who either. Who should they hire? Who should they hire as a Virginia fan? Yeah. Rich Kotite. Okay. Would be good. Fair as fuck. Bruce Feldman just uh, uh, published an article. He's saying uh, Dave Clawson, Sonny Dykes, Jamie Chadwell, Billy Napier, perhaps coordinators Joe Moorhead, Bill O'Brien, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame, Mike Elko. Uh, Chris Beatty with the Chargers. It'll be it's a it's a fairly attractive gig. I mean, they care about football, a lot of resources. They don't care about anything else. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they have a ugly buildings, very ugly buildings. It's quite cold. Your family will probably get depressed. So just know that if you take that job, 
I hear there's a guy just running around um, knocking people over in Blacksburg, stuff like that. There's like uh, bad traffic. It's it rains 200 days of the year. I think it was. Yeah. Seattle and Blacksburg. Yeah. Like you don't want that job. Windy. Windy. High chlamydia transmission rates. Yeah, syphilis too. Did you hear about that? Yes. Bad. Anyways, I could be an attractive job though, I guess. Um, hey, pole assassin. Yeah. How did that go quiet? Speaking of college football. Sark in part. Sark shut it down, said it's not a distraction. Pole assassin is not a distraction. It really isn't when you think about things, man. Let your freak flag fly, dude. You got coaches with girlfriends that have pet monkeys oh. who are also strippers. Like, that's all legal. The kid must either A, be healed up, or B, has, has reached a settlement he was bought with, out. with he Miss was, Assassin. He was bought out. And family. He was bought out. Hey, depending on how those numbers look, like, I'd love to go to a Halloween party there. Send my kid right around the side. I think they have a dog back in that enclosure. I think they have a little puppy back there. Yeah, no, keep going. Keep going, keep going. A little bit farther. You think it's a seven-figure settlement? No. A little monkey bite? Yeah, a little monkey bite. Uh, But a big headache for Sark, who was asked an interesting question this week. Can you, for the people listening, can you roll that question? Good morning to you, Coach Sarkeesian. Good morning. Coach, a couple years ago, one of my good friends and I were faced with a massive problem we couldn't solve. And... In his wisdom, he said, you know, at this point, we need to stop and ask ourselves, what would an extraordinary person do in this situation? And this resonated with me the whole weekend. And I realized that of all the coaches who could be standing at that podium right now in those shoes, you are that extraordinary person. And you have a team of what I call coaching juggernauts. This is not only my opinion, this is a fact. I don't think anyone can dispute this. So my question as we write, you know, the Sarkeesian era story, we're not even done with the first chapter yet. Can you unfold some of the onion of what are you working on? How are you solving this problem? I realize that you might not even know, but you know, I'm going to steal from Julian Edelman. It's going to be one hell of a story. Yeah, I think, I think, first of all, a couple of highlights from that. First of all, good Monday to you. Yeah, dude, Jesus. When you sent me this question, I thought that the guy was fucking with him. I thought he would, there was going to be a bad punchline. Where I Sark, thought so too. I thought Sark was going to get like unfairly embarrassed. Well, not unfairly, but that's an unfair way to go about it. So this question asker, asker, as you just heard, was once faced with a massive problem, and he and his buddy decided uh, to ask themselves, what would an extraordinary person do? Mind you, not an extraordinary person, but an extra ordinary person do i thought that was part of the Mm -hmm. the lead up Mm -hmm. to a punchline and the guy goes that resonated with me the whole weekend and then he goes i think he goes you are coaching juggernauts and says this is not only my opinion it's a fact it all had the build up to one great big joke but then he just says that um Sark is is the extraordinary person that's going to solve this problem in texas i think whoever this reporter is I think um, Sark had him over, or he came over to that assistant coach's house and they put him in a in a compromising position with one of Pole Assassin's friends or something. It's actually kind of a good strategy as a as a college football coach. I know De- it's illegal. A deflect. Yeah, no, not a deflect. Like I own you. You were partying with strippers. Hey, come on over, partying with Pole Assassin's friends. Got some pictures. Asked me layups on Monday, and this guy went over the top. Right. Like, like this guy broke. Like, dude, you, you sound like a cop. You're doing too much right now. Right. Ask me about the 
the good recruits. Yeah, just ask me about the recruits, the facilities. Good Monday to you, coach. Yeah, dude. Like, hey, the bit is a little bit over the top right now. We're going to get busted. I don't know who that guy is, but that was the most ridiculous question I've ever heard. Have you heard a more ridiculous question? No. And Sark goes, yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I think first of all. And, and then the then clip they cut ends. it off because it really doesn't matter after that. It's all about the questions. So, hey, if you know what's going on with Pole Assassin, tweet us. Here's one good thing. This is that that it's a lot of good this week. Depending on how you look at the Fuente firing, I kind of like scared to see what comes next. Fuck, I hope they don't hire any of the guys you mentioned earlier. That would be a shame. All right, so there was a guy on the internet, and he said the games were shitty Sunday, um, and that he instead of watching them, he put up pictures of all the coaches in the NFL and said what they look like they do for a living. And I was really captivated by it. Based solely on their looks. It's a great, great thread, like a great idea. This guy had some funny ones. He had some that I think he swung and missed on, but it takes a lot of audacity to do something that observationally humorous and know that you go viral. Like this is Jeff Queso Dogs Crisco. Yep, Queso Dogs Crisco. So shout out to you. I got some lookalikes. You got some lookalikes. We're just going to see how this goes. He started with what? The AFC West and Vic Fangio. Not his strongest work, in my opinion. I mean, he's got Rick Basaccia as the owner, head chef at the local chain of pizzerias. Actually, that's pretty good. I have Rich Basaccia as a kindly veterinarian. Oh, I had him as like a... I, 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 Prison, like, prison guard or something. I don't know. Like, hey, your your dog's going to be fine is the I, vibe I'm getting from Rich. But he, you got to use the voice with the face, in my opinion. That's how okay. I, you know what I mean? Okay. I don't know. Okay. Like I, what I thought he was... He doesn't have a vet voice. <sighs> the vet, he, if he was a vet, he'd be really matter of fact about it. Dog's dead. I don't know what to tell you. I thought Vic Fangio was excellent. Now, now my, my only qualm here is uh, head mechanic... Like at his own shop, not at a dealership. No, Vic Fangio, I think he's a little bit off on. I think a lot of people are off on. I think Vic Fangio is the guy is a, is like a hedge fund guy at a at a beach bar that you talk to for thirty minutes during a football game. Like completely, put him in a in a in some Maui gym, and he's like he looks more like a Manhattan guy to me than hmm. a mob guy. I think the name Fangio and his reputation as a play caller and a coach makes him a lot scarier looking in people's heads. And he really is. Brandon Staley for me is a youth pastor. Yes. No, he, he's, it's perfect. 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 It's perfect. But then once I read youth pastor, then for like everybody else, I started thinking kind of looks like a youth pastor. And Stefanski has a big televangelist vibe going on. Stefanski is a trial lawyer. Not bad. Yeah. He, he nailed the, right. the Mike Tomlin thing, high school guidance counselor. Or the coach who has like a very well-equipped peewee team. If you were not an NFL coach, you're like, oh, the insert team name that has like a $15,000 budget. You know any architects? Uh, yeah, I know a few. John Harbaugh. No, nah, John Harbaugh is just a football coach to me. It's like really <laughs> hard for me to see anybody else. Uh, what is it? What's next? The uh, AFC East. Sean McDermott, I has have a. I, I wasn't seeing this. You know how you say you don't see it. Yeah. On Sunday, sometimes I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the whole division, except for Sala as a personal trainer. It's got. Yeah, the, yeah I mean, it's that's a layup. That's easy. McDermott, I got. What if uh, Rex Ryan walked into his gym? I got child dentist. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 Uh, hey, sport. Lollipop? Big smile, but it's again, it's scrubs uh, adjacent. They said head nurse. You said like 
like dentist guy. Yeah, so I didn't it needs think he to was be really off. positive because yeah. you're the dentist or you're dealing with something. I, Bill, I don't have any. No, you know what Bill is? Bill, it hit me, is the guy that goes over to give me a tin of Kodiak at 7-Eleven at 3 a.m. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no other job I could pin for Bill Belichick if he were not the greatest football coach of all time than the guy that's not real excited to get you to find. He gives you the pouches. He's like, these... Reading, like, reading local news on the radio station, like no, midnight shift? No, no. You have to be excited to be up late doing no, that. No, you know. I guess. I don't know. You got to be... He's a 7-Eleven guy, dude. No. I like, I like yours better yeah. than mine. 7-Eleven guy. David Cully. David Cully out in the AFC South here. Nail on the head. Vice principal. He's definitely a principal. I forgot what he was about to say, and I was about to say a principal. Yeah. And frankly, Frank Reich at AP World History Teacher is fairly spot on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy that everybody's like, he's just a good man, which is kind of what people say now. I mean, he's a great coach, but I mean, you just know he's a good guy. Look at him. Look at him. He just looks. He's got, I'm a good guy eyes, dude. Yeah. You know, like humble, like I'm a good guy eyes. And then we get to Urban. Now, Urban, I have no idea who he is. No idea. Like a Russian club owner, Eastern European club owner. He owns a club in Brighton Beach, a nightclub. Uh, Mike Vrabel's on the take somewhere. Whatever he's doing, he's on the take. Is he not? Is he not on the take somewhere? I'm trying to hide logos when I look at this. The 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 logos influencing. They this. do influence you. Maybe like a. Um car wash guy but the car wash is a front for something uh, that's what i'm saying there's else some very different i don't know about the car wash but there's something going on that's illegal where mike vrabel's working no questions asked uh nfc west cliff kingsbury could not be any more of a, an agent bro a sports agent mm -hmm. like legitimately high energy sports agent that's mm -hmm. that's what he is yep. i mean mcveigh personal trainer I think he looks more like a personal trainer uh, than Sala, and I think he's a big spot guy. Like a big, he spots you when you didn't ask for a spot, encourages you when you don't want to be encouraged. Yeah, like, I'm not that. Hey, I'm six four. I don't really need to lift that hard, dude. You know, like I'm not as excited to be here as you. Yeah, that big handshake guy, yep. just personal space. Yep, intruder. Yep. Kyle Shanahan. I don't know. He is Kendall Roy. You wouldn't know much about that because you don't appreciate good dialogue and character development oh, no. okay. more like suck session oh that's a good one yeah how about I more tried like it the other night no thank you yeah well hey we don't want you <laughs> i don't want them is that cool i don't want them it's hard when you don't like the characters or the script script like is the brilliant. dialogue the point is to not like no the one talks characters. like that dude no one talks like that they're basically talking in like i don't know netflix prose it's like dude you it's clearly written you know the character it is that, written actually they no, did write the show it's clearly written like it's like i don't even believe this is real life you're just defending your shitty show <laughs> succession means more to me than my family okay Pete carroll he owns a gardening store yes did you have that too well yeah but we're only saying this because he looks like the proprietor of a local nursery that's what, oh he does <laughs> look like a, a proprietor of a local nursery by the way here. christmas trees are in and they're they're going to be shit, a whole what lot a Freudian coming. slip yeah i saw it too shout out george carter yeah absolutely he's a legend the trees are in and, and they're they not going to be coming shout out do ivy you, nursery do you know why there aren't going to be many christmas trees this year this blew my mind why it's not because of covid okay it's because of the recession 
back a decade ago yeah because that's how long it takes oh to grow these trees God, dude isn't that the christmas tree lady heard it on the radio this Stop morning it. yeah or instagram why, or something one of those why doesn't she know that they should have been talking well, no, about she, this yeah, for years she was learning herself up though but it's like they she was on the way to it and she is new so she was learning up on the first day of the gig oh, okay yeah no big ups to her big christmas tree has been like we don't talk about 21 mm-hmm. right <laughs> They've been seeing this coming for a while. Well, my wife's going to be excited. Better hurry. No, we have a real house now. When we lived in a, an apartment, people call. You know, Meg was like, "I don't want to deal with the tree, tree. Like, let's get the fake one." Oh yeah, I said got you got it. no soul. No. Yeah. That's um, right. Jersey people. No offense. No offense. They say tournament. Tournament. They like fake trees. NFC North. NFC North. Naggy, he doesn't care how you say his last name. Actually, Lafleur is a is a is a fucking uh, real estate agent. This dude. guy called him real estate agent. I don't know. He is a real estate agent. We're not that. You know how we're I know not that? that because I didn't see his comment here. We're not that high and tight. When he said Dan Campbell is a stunt coordinator, mm-hmm. I laughed for thirty five seconds. <laughs> like I can hear him. I want the explosion over there. No, we're gonna blow up three cars today. Like, you know, that type of thing. I totally see it. And Mike Zimmer is a priest. He's a Catholic priest. Because <laughs> because all Catholic priests have really red faces. Priests. <laughs> <laughs> all the priests. All the Catholic priests. I know I'm fucking it up now at this point. Forgive me, Father. But they all have red faces. And he inevitably has a red face at uh at home well not at home the the year we played him i saw him on the sideline uh they were outside for that year his face looked like a tomato shout out tom coughlin shout out tom coughlin another catholic priest looking guy nfc's mike mccarthy electrician i'm with it i i would say mccarthy is just a guy at a town hall with a beard and a flannel shirt asking the tough questions whatever he's doing it's like ken bone no, more blue-collar Ken Bone. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He made it too complicated with Joe Judge. What did Used you say, car salesman whose dad owns the dealership and whose nickname in college was Burp. No, dude, all you had to say was cop. Cop, yes. That's all you had to say. Joe Judge is a cop, dude. Joe Judge is a cop. Uh, I can hear Joe Judge on his radio. I can hear him telling a kid to go home. I can hear him telling me... You go that way or this way, man, but you can't stand here, like in the middle of the street, like I, and then blowing a whistle. Yes. You know, like. That's spot on. Joe Judge is a cop, dude. Very well done. Nick Sirianni as podcaster made me chuckle, but I, um, I don't know that he has podcast qualities. Hey, 50-50-50 plan is rolling, dude. You don't even know what that is. No. You're a podcaster and you don't know what it is. One point Sirianni. Okay, Arthur Smith. He's a guy who got a job in the NBA, and you're like, how did he get that job, dude? I thought like analytics guy. I thought Exterminator was brilliant. Exterminator from, from Queso Dogs, Chris Co. I don't have one. a lot of exterminators. You don't have an exterminator come for not, a quarterly not, service? Not that look like Arthur Smith. They look like more more like Matt Rule. Matt Rule looks like he's ready to fuck up some stink bugs, dude. Look at him. He does it for a sport. Look at that shit. You know, they're not ladybugs this year around here. They're they're lady Asian beetles. Okay. And they'll bite you. Okay. FYI. Really? Yeah. I was just playing with one the other day. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll bite you. Playing with a ladybug. I was just placing one. I don't kill ladybugs, dude. I don't even, I don't kill stink bugs. You're going to think I'm weird. If I got one on my hand in the car, 
I just throw them out. Oh the yeah, window. yeah, yeah. I'll do a throw out the window. If one's going down the, sh- the drain in the shower, I just take them out of the shower. Might send them down the drain. What if they fit? Um, How big's your drain? Probably big enough to drown a stink bug. I don't know. Matt Rule though, uh, as we are in the NFC South, Matt Rule definitely works at a Meineke, but he mostly watches the small TV with his legs crossed <laughs> and eats Chinese food while he's asking people questions about the show that are in the waiting room. Uh, Sean Payton, if you've ever seen, you haven't. Mama's Family. <laughs> That's a good... <laughs> Who does he look like in Mama's Family? I forget. It's the it's a girl in Mama's Family, right? Yo, oh yeah. Okay, so it's Mama. And then I got another one for you. He's like a rung below the head German guy in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, you know what I mean? Like show. he's definitely Matt C. Kingston's seen the damn uh, Kingston's seen that it's not a show; it's a movie. I said show. I think you said show. Vicky Lawrence is Mama <laughs> from Mama's Family. <laughs> And Bruce Arians, I have no idea, dude. I, I, I thought he hit that too. <laughs> yeah, car stereo installer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Kangol is 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 kind of, it's clouding the process for you right now. He Bruce knows. Arians looks like a bus driver to me. A bus driver? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That is good, Matt. Yeah. That's good. You nailed it because, yeah, no. We've got Michael Irvin coming up in a second. The Cowboys are playing well. I really do buy him this year. You? I do, despite maybe some deficiencies on the sideline, respectfully. On the sideline? Yeah, mojo moments, etc. Oh, mojo moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're talking about the, the head coach. I the really, guy at the town hall. Yes. Okay. I like what they're doing inside the, the white lines. The guy at the town yeah. hall asking about critical race theory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um. Yeah, no, I do believe in the Cowboys, and uh, I love Michael Irvin, dude. Michael Irvin is one of the coolest Hall of Famers I've ever met. He's in the upper echelon of cool Hall of Famers. You know, imagine being that good at something and then being really awesome to everybody. Uh, Great guy, and offered to come on the show. So, talked to him yesterday, actually, about the the Cowboys, about uh, UM, they're having a players-only meeting as we speak right now, I think, or coming up this week to the fix Mi- the program. The Miami Hurricanes? Yeah, and, and Michael Irvin will be in that that players' meeting. I, he obviously is not going to tell you what's going on in the players-only meeting because that's the rule of players-only meetings is can't talk about them. But Michael Irvin doesn't play for the Miami Hurricanes. Well, He's alumni the- players-only. It's like an alumni players-only meeting. Sorry, I didn't lay that out well for you. But oh. it's that version of like we got to shut the doors and we're going to talk this out. And, and strong arm the, the administration know. into the next hire. I don't know, but I love Michael Irvin, and I hope he fucking, I hope he yells a lot at this players only meeting. I hope they bring the Texas guy, the Texas you motherfuckers coach from the bus, which I have no problem with that guy's rant. No problem at all. You've never played on a football team if you've never heard something like that. I don't know, they don't do that at Redacted Realty. <laughs> no. But they need to bring that guy down there. They need Warren Sapp. They need Michael Irvin. They need the whole nine yards to fix that program. And now that I've shit on his alma mater, here's Michael Irvin. No, but when I think about the Cowboys, I think about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's coming up. Whether you like it or not, the Cowboys are going to be on TV on Thanksgiving. And whether you like it or not, it's probably better when they're good. Mm-hmm. It's The games are more interesting. Make, we have three indoor games again on Thanksgiving. It's going to make us sleepier on the day. 
triple tryptophan. Mm. All right, like triple trip. That's what happens when you put three indoor football games on TV. We didn't go to the fucking indoor facility to play backyard football as kids. We went out in the yard and there was shitty grass. Detroit, Dallas, and New Orleans. Disgusting, okay? In protest, I'm not gonna talk about those games at all right now or what I think is gonna happen, because I don't even care, because they're inside and they're gonna be, the lighting is shitty. New Orleans lighting is depressing in that, in that in, right? Yeah. Who else did you say, Houston? Detroit. Detroit, okay, Detroit, give me the other one. Dallas. Dallas, obviously. And the lighting in Dallas sucks, because I don't know if you're inside or you're outside. Pick one. Um, fuck that. Got a little worked up over Thanksgiving. It really pisses me off, man. Um, but Michael Irvin and I talk about a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, that'll be fun. And at the end of the pod here, we've got uh, some read around the world. He's got some headlines for us to get us through uh, your hump day. Tick picks should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Visit tickpick.com slash greenlight today and use the promo code greenlight to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, got rid of all the service fees that the other sites charge. TickPick guarantees the best prices on all of their NFL games. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. If you're like me and you can't wait to get back into an NFL stadium, visit TickPick.com slash Greenlight today and use the promo code Greenlight to save $10 on your first order of NFL tickets. So I got a dude here. Uh, Eagles fans are not going to be happy, uh, but I, I love the guy. I mean, he's always been so cool to me, one of the legends in our game. One of my favorite players growing up because he was a physical wide receiver. Uh, his name is Michael Irvin. He's a pro football Hall of Famer. You know him. Mike, what's up, man? Hey, man. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing not well because the Cowboys doing well. So all <laughs> things are good things right now, you know? I saw you got to stare down uh, Stephen A. this morning and give him the business after that Cowboys uh, win yesterday against the Falcons. Yeah, because, hey, hey, think about it, though, man. Is that not crazy? Because I, I sometimes when I'm doing like self-evaluation, I'm like, look how we let like football just get, it, it controls everything we do. You know what I mean? We just get so drawn into it, man. It, it blows my mind, man. But it's such, it's such a great game and it requires so much, you know, not just athletic ability, connectivity, all of that, man. And it has so many great stories, man. I, I just love it. And being a cowboy and being a hurricane, it's like you got the yeah. two most like fevering alumni bases and everything. You got, yeah. dude, you got a players only meeting coming up Thursday. You do we we're players. Do fucking players only meetings work? And you guys are having an alumni players only meeting down in, in Coral Gables. Is that what's going on? You guys are gonna fix this thing, close the doors, fix this shit, hey. in Miami. Yeah, that's what they're setting up, man. You know, they, they absolutely. And Melvin Braden and all those guys, and they reached out to him. Of course, I'm I'm all over the world working, but but yeah, that's what it is. That that's 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 what I'm talking about. That that's the that's the love and the passion that's wrapped around it. And and and, and these guys really believe we want to come together and figure it out, and then try to do the best they can to help solve the issue to getting back to what we used to be and what we know we can be. All right, so if you had a choice, and it's an impossible choice, 
I feel I feel like you might not right. answer this question, but right, 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 beginning right. of a season, you, exactly. you can either have a UM national championship <laughs> or a Cowboys Super Bowl. Who are you going with? You Don't can only play have with one. that, man. Get on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get on out of here with that. <laughs> I, one time, though, Chris, they had, I, I was in Dallas playing, and they had one of the top high schools come from Miami to play, and, and they were playing the high school in Dallas, and it was a great game. Yeah. And it was the news trying to catch more. Who are you pulling for? Who are you pulling for? I said, I'm pulling for the city I want a championship in. <laughs> and I won, I won a championship in both cities. Yeah. So it was like all you had to say was, Chris, you have two kids. Who's your favorite? I would have been stuck. Right. But then I probably right. want to tell you, right. I don't I don't gamble on my kids. So you might have you might I don't know who you if you're gambling on the two teams. Right. I don't when you win when you win a national championship though in, in college football, that that sets you up for success in the near future. When you win a Super Bowl in football, it doesn't set you up for success. So I almost feel like you know, that, that a natty for UM would be so big because it would put you all back on the map, but it's a long way to go and, before and, something and like And help, help with recruiting, yeah. and in that world, recruiting is so important. In in, in, in the NFL world, it ain't about recruiting, it's about scouting. scouting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about getting the business and putting in the players. So I understand what you're saying from that standpoint. We continue to peel back the layers you know, to why one must be more, maybe a little more important than the other. Yeah. But Pure heart to heart, I want them both. That's you want them both, and you, hey, dude, you're you're a guy both. who's you're a guy who's had it all, man. You've you've gone I out and earned it. You've had it all your whole life. You've gone out I and gotten it. Both. So why not get both? Have you yeah. ever like broken something like a remote control or a TV over a Cowboys game? I was kind of wondering since you played, it's been a lot of ups and downs. I think people finally kind of yeah. started to notice it in the last decade. What's the most frustrated you've ever been watching a Cowboys game? Not playing in a Cowboys game. Oh man, uh, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, and they had some talent. I don't remember what year it was. They were losing a lot of games, and and, and this is how I found out. This way, it would make it so tough as a fan. Because even when I first retired, I realized, wow, this being a fan is some serious business now. Serious. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when, when you're playing, you could do something about it. Yeah. But when you're a fan. You got all these other people in control of all your emotions that's yeah. going to go down the rest of the day a week. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so, so, so I'm like, man, you got to ride this thing up and ride it down. And it, no matter what. And, and I said, I had become a fan where, you know, every, every Sunday morning, every Sunday after the game, you, you just said, I'm done. That's yeah. it. I'm done with the team. You know, you divorce the team. By, the, by by Thursday, so Thursday night football, you're back at the altar. Yeah. So it was it, it was it was that core that said, "Wow, this is a hard business, man." But but I, I enjoyed it. It's I enjoyed a, the it. emotional swing of a fan after a loss is a lot like our physical swing as players. Like right. we're good, we'll feel better by Thursday. But exactly. you can do something about it as yeah. a player. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So now I could do something about it. so. I, so next time I get ready to play, I remember this feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna whoop that next dude ass because mm. I'm gonna remember this. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna have this again. Yeah. As a fan, you just you just gotta ride this out. Yeah. You can't do nothing. Unless about you're it. at a Rams game where they're fighting like it's the Wild West uh, in the stands, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you can't whoop anybody's ass. So I I wonder because you beat the Bills so much, and I like you had to feel empathy for that fan base, right? Like. If there's any, did, did you feel sorry for any of the players, the well, fans, like the Bills after beating them those few times in the nineties? Well, right, right. In the Super Bowl, I, I, the thing is, I hope they had got one because I, I feel if you go with four straight Super Bowls and you lose all of them, yeah. that's incredible. But yeah. by the time they got us, you know, 
it was too late for me to help to fill for it. You know, you, you should have got that Washington one or the Giants. Yeah. But 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 we could. We yeah, I mean, help. and and you guys like I'm looking at two of the best teams in the league right now. I, I don't know that I trust Josh Allen and the Bills the way they've been playing, but I think come January right. I will trust them. And I gotta say, I trust the Cowboys, and that's kind of sacrilege on this podcast, but you could see a Bills Cowboys Super Bowl. And I I gotta say, if they if they lost another Super Bowl to the Cowboys, that would be one of the most tragic football scenarios of all time. That's so crazy. I, I never thought about that. Think know? about it, man. It could happen, dude. You're gonna like <laughs> it could absolutely it. happen. We could lose three Super Bowls. That'll be insane. Yeah. But dude. but I but I have thought I, I have thought about those two playing because even when I had Tray, Trayvon Diggs on my podcast, I was thinking about that. That'll be Diggs on Diggs crime. Yeah, dude. You know, Stephon yeah. going to get Trayvon. And I was like, hey man, I asked, I said, man, what What's gonna happen if we get if it gets to that Super Bowl and it's some digs or digs crime? Who wins that battle? Dude, you know what I mean. So, so it would be a hype one. It's rough playing against your brother, and I could only imagine on a big stage. Luckily, when my brother played uh, me, it was in St. Louis at the Edward Jones Dome, so nobody was watching. It was Bears oh, yeah. Rams <laughs> in 2012. But if you're playing in the Super Bowl, that's insane. And on top of that, like me and my bro didn't line up over each other, so like right. But but you can talk to that, and that, that's a hell of a thing, man. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? That's a hell of a thing that you can say, yeah, you with that bro with all that little mess. Whatever y'all did, argue, said you were better about growing up, you know. Yeah, that's some manly stuff, that bro-to-bro stuff. right? That's there. pretty that, damn cool, dude. And, and they're both great dudes. I, I love the Diggs brothers. Diggs, to me, is so risk-reward, but like some of the best – players in our game are risk-reward, and fans don't know it. You have to take chances to make big plays. A lot of times, like, sure, somebody might beat you on a slant. You might need safety help now and again. Do you think that if you're a safety in that defense, if you're a guy in that secondary, you're, you know that coming into a game. Like, hey, this guy's going to take his chances. We have to right. be ready to clean up for him, and he makes us better as a result. Right, right. And, and, and that's, how, that's how they have to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and 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 him taking those chances because see we call him taking chances. He played the position of receiver. He's really calculating. Yeah. He's trying to take an educated calculation at the whole play. He sees the drops. You know what I mean? Try he tries to read a drop. Sees uh, the beginning of the route. And when the route begins, as of, since I play receiver, I usually know where the catch point is in that route. Yeah. So it becomes playing angles. Oh, you know what I mean? Can I beat him to that spot? And he has some incredible hands. That's why I, I don't want him to stop. I want him to always take those chances. But they got to be educated chances. You know, you're up 14 right here. This is a good time. I, I can take a chance, and it won't kill me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Or if I'm right, I can put a game away. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I much rather also have a dude that you got to say, hey, man, stop. Come on back. Slow, Slow down. down. Yeah, rather than you, speed you up. Have to say, Come on, take a chance. Take a yeah. chance. Yeah. It's always easier to, have, to work with that dude that you got to say, come on, slow down. It's funny because like, as pass rushers, we take chances. We might get gashed in the run game. You can't get those mistakes back in the secondary. Those are plays. That's why being a corner is the loneliest place on the planet is because like, if I jump out of my gap taking a chance, probably five fans at home notice, seven-yard gain. 
But, right, you know, right. the safety's knocking a 40, 50 yard gain down. Everybody knows whose fault that was. Everybody knows how cover two works. Everybody, you know what I mean? So right. there's a lot of pressure being that guy. And I saw you, you and Diggs talking, but I think, you know, the one thing that makes this Cowboys team go, you and I know is Dak. Like, Dak is yeah. the central piece, man. Right. I think he's. I think this is his month to be talked about as an MVP. I thought Lamar's month was last month. It was Herbert's three weeks before that. I think now Thanksgiving time, the way you guys get on TV and the way we talk about the Cowboys, you're actually good this right. year. This could be his year. I saw your tweet yesterday, and I have to agree with you. You're up 36-3. Bro. I don't need you to truck the fucking safety Bro. to get in the end zone. Dude, listen, man. I felt my heart jump. I I, I waited. I stopped. I didn't breathe for yeah. a moment. I felt the tear starting to come up. <laughs> and then when he raised his hand, I said, oh, okay. And then I just had to say, don't do that shit again. Never. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if that get hurt, it's over. Yeah. This is over. Yeah. This little fun thing and this little fun ride is gone. It's over. Stop playing. Like, like and, and right there, right there. Now, I want you to do it. I said, man, I kind of like that he bit down and went on in there and showed him, man, we know you're a man. We know. Okay, we, we know. know. There's one thing we know we, about we know Dak Prescott. Like, we, we know you're He's a, a man. dog. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the only time I want to see that is when it's 15 seconds left in the Super Bowl and you did it to win the game. Yeah. It's yeah. over. Like, yeah. You can do it, but not, not another time this season. Well, it's situational awareness, too. It's 36-3. It's like you're talking about Diggs jumping right. a route up 14 in a game where you know you just want it under control and keep things in front of you. It's the same thing, but I know it's hard as Dak is a competitor, and I respect the hell out of this guy to say, yeah, I'm not going to truck this safety. Yeah, it's the, I love that. I love the fight. Yeah. I, I love the fight. Yeah. But I would love better if you know when to fight. It's not. See, we always talk about, man, I want somebody with the fight. That's mm -hmm. all great. Yeah. But it's best to know when to fight with that fight to be very effective. And that ain't the fight right there because they can cause more harm than good. And the way they've run their quarterback run stuff for a long time, he's in positions where he's one on one with a tackler. Like, it's just kind of the way he's not a blazer where he's going to get away from you. Right. Like, Lamar. Lamar is very good at knowing how not to take hits. If you've noticed that yeah. over his career, everybody's like, well, one of these games he's going to get dinged. He just finds a way. He's like flexible. He's he's quick. He's he's kind of shifty. He's angular. But Kyler Murray's a guy that he gets hurt last year, dings his shoulder, minor right. thing. It stretches to be a six-week thing. This year we got the ankle. You saw what happened yesterday. That team's not built for a backup. The offense isn't built for a backup. How does Kyler Murray fix that? You know, how did the the, the Cardinals yeah. fix that? Because that he's shown he has durability issues, unlike a Dak or a Lamar. Yeah, and it is an issue. And and, and and honestly, man, we were talking about that earlier this year. I said, man, if we can stay healthy, yeah, you know, boy, boy, they can do something. They can do, but but I knew, I knew, and, and it just, I don't know, and I, I I don't know how you fix that. How do you fix that? Just these little things that put you out. Here, put you out here, put you out there. And guys like Lamar Jackson, too. Listen, man, listen. Did you ready chase around a dude like Lamar Jackson? You see what that dude does with a football in his hand. Yeah. And that's a phenomenal ability to run, stop, move, see people coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a phenomenal talent. It really is. And thankfully, hasn't gotten sidelined with anything because he's pretty right. smart with the football, the conversation we're having. He's smart with it. 
He's also gifted. You know, and when you're smart and you're gifted, it's a winning combination. And he'll um, slide off to the right or slide off to the left for those hits. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's Absolutely. not taking full on impact. He try. He, he's real slick with it, man. Where was UM on Lamar Jackson, man? Because he ends up in Louisville. He's a Florida dude. Can you imagine, dude? I mean, come on. Yeah, I, remember that UM was. I, I I don't know what happened in that whole in that whole thing. Because I'm going to tell you something. How did you let him go out, Teddy Bridgewater, get out? I think Teddy Bridgewater, they wanted to have Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he wanted to be there, but something happened. You know what I mean? But well, yeah. I, th- that actually, I'm glad you mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. I love Teddy Bridgewater as much as anybody, but we got to call it when we see it. At least I'm going to call it. Do you want your quarterback making that tackle yesterday? Uh, the tackle against the, it's a, against the Eagles. Slay's got the ball. Slay's rumbling for like 70 yards. And we've all been, we've all looked funky on film before. You try not to do it. But I know there's one side of it's like quarterbacks shouldn't make tackles. Right. But it's a one score game. I was like, that was a rare bad moment for Teddy in my book. It was. It was. And and the only way I I would explain it, Chris, because I say the same thing, man. And you see how you see your quarterback. Now, now we've already made it okay for quarterbacks not to put themselves in harm's way. Right. And, but that just looked so bad, what, 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 what Teddy did, you know, at that time. But I just caution people to remember this. This man, you know, Ray basically lost his career and fought back from it. Exactly. You know what I mean? I thought about it, and I said, ah, okay, you know. Hey, yeah. Considering hey, the context. Go, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he would have gotten that man down. Yeah, he's a wide risk going back to something happening like what I just went through. Yeah, I, he's like, and that would that that was a freak accident, you know, him getting hurt in practice. Yeah. So I just don't know what's in that man head. So I just got to give him just a little. Yeah, little I'm giving him the leeway because I love him and he's been like the consummate pro and the best teammate yeah. from all accounts and everything. But I was like, oh, Teddy with the business decision, damn dude. Um, <laughs> So like I'm not, I'd rather you just don't even do anything. Right. Fake it like that. Just, the fake was like just, I mean you could just trip, you could fall down. I mean, you play for the Broncos, no question you've been hit by pass rushers before so you. It's funny. not gonna hurt. Um so receivers now in the league, man. you were a big physical receiver. Like you played bigger and I don't know if it was just the pads, bro, but like when I was a kid, I was like, Oh, Michael Irvin's six five, two forty. You know what I mean? Like just the way you played and everything. Um Receivers in the league now. I don't love comps, but do you ever see some of your like I I identify with the way this guy played? Uh, yeah, well, and, and, and yeah, I got guys, man. You know who I love, man. Who I, I love, Allen Robinson. Yeah, I love. You know what I mean. No matter who he plays with, he's always playing right. hard. No matter what, he, he loves to play football. Chris, I always try to measure guys by okay, who who is it that like that 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 loves the lifestyle? Mm-hmm. or who, who lives for it or, or living is his style. Yeah. You know, living the game. Somebody, some people live the game. You know, I want that dude that lives the game. Him feeling good about himself is tied to how he played and how he, you know what I mean? Everything yeah. comes off how my game is right now. And a lot of guys sometimes uh, are not about living the game. They're about, they, they want all the perks that come from the game and they have a talent so they play the game. You know what I'm saying? They play the game, yeah. but I like that dude that lives it. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing I respect about Allen Robinson is any weather, man, like, hey, listen, and I mean that to say, like, they're losing, they're down 14, they're up 14, Trubisky's your quarterback, Nick Foles your quarterback, Justin Fields your quarterback, doesn't matter. So, yeah, yeah, a bunch of respect for him. Live in the game. Do you think that this generation of players, because we always go back and forth on, like, that generation was tougher, that generation was this, that, and the third. Like, and then you watch The Last Dance, and, and they said, like, y'all didn't get along with people on other teams, and Michael Jordan's playing golf with Danny Ainge, and I know my dad got dinner with Joe Green before he came in right, town, him and right. Cedric Hartman. <laughs> so, like, I know that, like, y'all were cool with each other, and maybe if you had social media, your era would act differently. Do you think that this era is, like, mentally tougher or weaker than your era? What's the comparison? Is it even worth comparing? Oh, that's interesting, because I think, you know, Time brings about growth in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, I, I re- okay, just the opportunities to have things. Yeah. You know, uh, Bishop, my Bishop, we always talk about uh, we 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 came up without uh, without a lot of things growing up. I came up, you know, I was born in '66. We lost Martin Luther King '68, so we were in the middle of that kind of a fight yeah. back then. You know, civil rights and all of that. So, so you come up, you come through. When I got in the league. I sent Chris my mom. I, re- I remember sending my mom her first credit card. You know, I'm the 15th of 17 kids, right? In nothing. So I sent my mom her first credit card when I got in the league, and she calls me. She said, "Baby, I don't want to get nobody in trouble, but 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 you know that lady let me take that food for free." I said, "Well, what happened, baby?" I said, "Wait a minute, what happened?" She said, "I went to the grocery store and I got all this food and." And 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 them and, and that lady asked me about that card and gave me. I handed it to her. She just gave it back to me. She didn't even ask me for any money. She let me go. Mm. I you know she th- I said mm-hmm. baby don't worry about it. She said I didn't even pay for it. I said we we gonna pay for it at the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, don't worry the, yeah. about it. Yeah. So we go from that we go from that to what it is here now. You know what I mean? We came up in that time where now they're coming up with great opportunities because we built great opportunities for them. It would, the game built great opportunities for them. The game kept growing because of all the sacrifices. So yes, we got greater athletes in the game than you've ever seen. When I played, I was a big guy and then they had a small, fast guy. Now the big guy is the fast guy. (laughs) (laughs) DK, DK Metcalf. My my lineman with 300 pounds, but it was, it was 300 pounds of shake and bacon, jelly. 300 pounds of nine dog. They look like 300 pound wide receiver and an ounce of fat on the lineman. You know what I mean? That thing has, it has evolved to something. And it's going to more of a science. So all of it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in so some ways, did that make them softer or does it make them smarter? Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? With more opportunity. I think it's working smart. Are. I think it's working smart. Y'all used to right. work your asses off. Like my dad, like y'all didn't need to be in camp that long. Right. Y'all didn't need to, right. to do two a day. Right. You didn't need right. to do tackling that right. much. Like there is a happy right. medium and they're finally like figuring it out. Right. And you're right. Like right. when my dad played, grew up with nothing comes in a league, defensive player year, I don't think he made a million dollars that year. Like, I come in a league, right away I'm making more money than him. So like, it's just y'all built this opportunity for us in every way, not just the salaries, but also the way the game is marketed, which gives way to the social media and the other opportunities. And and the social media stuff, like, would you looked at your mentions after games? It's hard for me to say. Let me tell you what they said to me. I did did, uh, did the Madden 
introduction uh this thing they did this big event they did and yeah. i was emceeing it i did the madden thing they were doing the legends introducing the madness for years ago and they were asking me about social media let me tell you how i answered it we said how do you think you could have done with social media i said are you joking listen i got in trouble when it was news at 11. yeah what do you think would have happened yeah. with this stuff every second yeah, i yeah, couldn't yeah. survive News at eleven. Yeah. You know what I mean. This was only every twelve hours, yeah. you know, or every twenty-four hours. Yeah. So, so I didn't. I, I, I thank God I was not in in that era in my youth. You know. What I'm oh, saying? especially so, the, the the Cowboys in the nineties. It's like when I think about the right. Raiders in the eighties. My dad's right. team, like talking about right. the old right. NFL, and obviously we the White House would have been trending and all that shit. Like, yeah, all but, of but, but but dude, like you guys won. Two, three Super Bowls in four years. You come off one of the Super Bowls, you start 0-2. What do you think your mentions would have looked like today, dude? First yeah, take, oh my God. Twitter, right. the Chiefs right. right now, everything the Chiefs have to go through. Like, they, you know, right. it's it's just a different time period because that 24-hour yeah, news and that, cycle. That, Chris, to that, that brings up a point that I think is, is, is different in this sense. You know, I believe back then you you built, you built felt that you got to build the career to really uh, and play well and win to get – to uh, build a brand yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah. Now, because of everything, a lot of dudes come, I want to build my brand. Yeah. Even when they haven't really built an NFL career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I haven't really done anything on the field. But the only thing that I would say when I watch these, that, that I said disturb me, when, when I'm watching now and I see it's third down and a receiver, like yeah, so much. So about, like, yeah. who? Like, why would you? That, that one, I can't. I can't. I want all my fucking reps. I want them yeah. all, dude. Like, yeah, I used right, to just. Right, right. I mean, like, the game's changed that way. Down. Yeah. On third, on third down. down. Money wait, wait, downs. Wait. Okay. You want to do that on first down? You tired? Okay. First down, we'll give you a little tired because we're going to run this ball probably. Yeah. But on third down and three, four, we're going to throw the ball. Just say, I don't care how tight. It's not the time to be saying, oh, I need a break. Yeah. I need a rep. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, but I see you. that. And and that blows my mind. All right, couple quick hitters before we get you out of here. We're talking about the old NFL. I'll just stick here. Worst motherfucking you ever got, or who was the most who was the most prolific cuss out coach? Was it? I think I know the answer here. Was it Switzer? Was it Landry? Or was it Jimmy Johnson? Oh, oh no, no, Landry did uh, did, did use any profane words really? at all. Okay, yeah, yeah. He so one down. But, I figured it wasn't him. Yeah, yeah. He, he's out. Jimmy, Jimmy being a psychologist, wouldn't allow the words, the words, shouting out the profane words to take away from the point he's trying to get across. Okay, good, yeah. Because he's a psychologist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Barry, Barry, good old country boy. <laughs> God damn it. You know what I'm saying? Barry, okay. So, so I would have to say in, in that category, it would be Bear, but Bear Bear is a good man. Yeah, Bear is a good man. I love Bear Switzer. Good man. people good cuss. Man. Good people cuss, dude. Good I think I cuss. Yeah, I cuss, yeah, yeah, I cuss yeah. my ass off and, in here. We and have. And a... He didn't cuss. He didn't cuss with, cuss with being malicious. It's just he drops it sometimes. Yeah, you know he drops. Let me tell you a quick story, man. We were. I, I felt so great for him because after we had won the last Super Bowl, Bear was the coach. He had gone through some tough times. And we had, you know, going through a tough time, taking over for Jimmy out yeah. of back-to-back Super Bowls and all of that, and how it fell apart. And then him coming on and people blaming him and Jerry for doing something behind Jimmy back and destroying the dynasty. 
So, so, so then we lose that next next year, you know, and everybody, oh, it's all bitter fault. But then we get a chance to win that final that final following year. We had a celebration. You know, after we won the Super Bowl, big celebration in 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 the hotel. I was so happy for Barry. You know, after I was leaving, because we were leaving to go to the Pro Bowl. After you play the Super Bowl, you, know, you have team celebration. You leave to go to the Pro Bowl. I'm walking down the hall, <laughs> and Barry was in the hall, had his key out, trying to get in his room. <laughs> he, was, he was he was he was so drunk. You know, he was so happy. He had a great. He had just won the Super Bowl. All that weight that got over his head. You know, he has the Super Bowl now. Hey, he was trying to get in his room. I came by. He said, God damn it, magic. Could he call me magic? I'm like, God damn it, magic. magic, magic this back damn team won't work. Magic won't get me the magic. I said, Coach, Coach, I grabbed him. I walked him forward about three feet and put the key in. He was standing way off from the door. I said, Coach, the door is up here. I put him in, opened the door and sent him on in. He was so dry. I, I, I felt so good for him because that was his moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had won the Super Bowl. I, I, I love Barry. He was a good man. I know. You stuck up for him, man. I've heard good things about him. I uh, So, old NFL, who smoked the most Newports in the in the locker room in the 80s? Because my dad told me it was just like, like you needed an ashtray in the locker rooms in the 80s. Who could, who could, who could, who could smoke, right who could smoke the most squares when you got right. in the league? Did they stop no, before was, you got in the league? Uh, that was right before my time because I remember seeing it too. I remember seeing like Mike Rozier. No, because he was in Houston. I remember seeing the pop up. I, this was, I was in Miami because – Remember they had, yeah, Rosina had already gone through with Miami played Nebraska that year. Right. And I was coming in as a freshman that year. So so they were in the league and I used to see them. But they smoked a cigarette by the time I got there. I, I I didn't get a chance to see it, but I thought that was funny, man. Dude, I thought inc- that was incredible. Funny. Uh Super Bowl Raiders with my pops and Alzado and all those crazy motherfuckers and oh, then, yeah. and then the Cowboys from the nineties. If you meet in an alley, what's happening, dude? Yeah, that 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 would be a dirty brawl right there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a dirty brawl. But 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 it'd be a perfect team, man, because you know all of us that we were all cut from the same cloth. Yep. Really? Yep. That, that, you know what I'm saying? We winning, we coming in, we don't care that you don't like it. Mm-hmm. We gonna win, we're gonna do what we wanna do. Mm-hmm. And ain't nothing you can do about it. It was yeah, those were great times, man. Those were great times. Who was that person that nobody messed with? Or who was just crazy bullying people all the time? That that would be Charles Haley. Yeah, Charles you know Haley. I've I mean? heard Charles Haley stories. Yeah, that would be Charles Haley. Charles Haley was just, you know, it was it was all good. Yeah, no, you can read the stories online. We won't tell them. He here. was crazy for real. Yeah, he was crazy for real. real. He's crazy for real. Yeah. I do his charity events right now, man. And he has all these big, big money white people in Dallas, man. They donate to his charity. He does a lot of great stuff now. No joke, really. Yeah. A lot of great stuff for the kids. Feed the kids, Turkish shoes. He does all of it every year. He does all of this, and it, and all of the people. So I, he asked me all the time to come in. I said I'm gonna come speak for you, and I just come. I said, listen, I'm busy. I tell people I, I travel all around the country to work. I said, but I just wanted to come here just to tell y'all, y'all some great people. Y'all some great. How y'all some great white folks? All you great white folks. How can y'all y'all know Charles Haley is crazy for it's real? On the internet, and y'all still show up and you donate all your money. I just appreciate your loving him, even though you really know he's crazy for real. 
Thank you for having me. That's how I do the introduction, because they love it. I've heard some stories. I'll leave it there. Um, hey, dude, fun talking to you about the old Cowboys and the old NFL and, and the new Cowboys who uh, who might be making a deep run this year, and, and Michael Irvin is happy. We'll handle the Hurricanes on Thursday at the players-only meeting. I wish you the best of luck, Mike, <laughs> and uh, hope we cross paths soon, man. I always enjoy seeing you, dude. Yeah, man, it's always good seeing you, man. Pop did a great job. Thanks. With you and, and I, and I tell him that, man. I tell him that when I see him, I say, man, you did a great job with your boys, man. So, so you keep doing what you're doing, buddy. And anytime you need. Me. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you, man. See you soon. All right, buddy. Help support the Chris Long Foundation. Our mission is to bring together elite athletes and passionate fans to relentlessly serve our overlooked neighbors by creating solutions for clean water and education access. To get involved and find out more visit chrislongfoundation.org or follow us at waterboys, O-R-G, that's waterboys.org on Instagram. Anybody eating turkey on the field in the pandemic? No. They stopped that a few years ago, huh? Turducken? Did they stop it? I don't know. I think it's they not stopped like it. When I don't we think people kids were just and munching. John Madden was a part of the John Madden just reaching into the turkey yeah. in front of the player. <laughs> No, no chance. We'll, we're never going to see a turkey eaten on the field again. Ever. Yeah, no, we will. Okay. Why the hell not, you know? Why the hell not? <laughs> I, want, I want to go back to turkey. I'm going to fry one this year, by the way. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Reed, you got some headlines for us? couple now, headlines here. Now, question, like... My face has gotten fat. People at home, no, it hasn't. Thanks. Yeah. But do you see it? No. I mean, it's like I, a, it's camera like a, adds 15 pounds. Okay. Put the mic in front of your face. It helps. I did. And Reed moved it earlier. No, just put it in front of your face. It'll block your face. Won't be so self-conscious. Um, we haven't heard a lot about any of these. I know about the satellite one. I know you're going to bring us the satellite because it's the biggest news of the week, right? That's right. But we ha- we don't know much about these. I mean, we haven't even heard some of them. So We did not prep for these, no. So... Read around the world, number one. Russia blows up old satellite. NASA boss out NASA boss outraged as ISS crew shelters from debris. So Russia sent an anti-satellite missile into space to blow up a uh, defunct signals intelligence satellite that was launched in 1982. Because it was blown up, all of the debris is now circling in in space. We're like Saturn. In the Milky Way, Reed? Is it in the Milky Way? No. we're Somewhere in there. It's right outside of our atmosphere, man. It's right up there where the the satellites fly. Stratosphere or something. It's up there, and they've got a bunch of of Russian used car parts, Mm -hmm. like just orbiting. We are the white trash Saturn Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) Like, we, we literally are. I mean, that's, that's right. I'm with the NASA guy. I'm outraged about this. You need to communicate these plans, and we need to be involved in the discussion. Russia communicate plans. They're drinking rail vodka over there, dude. They're just, they're just like, listen. It's a lot like tannerite, which is a thing that uh, people use. It's it's a thing people use to blow things up, like stumps, ideally, like stumps of trees and things like that. But then people graduated to blowing up various, like, you know, decoys or things for fun. And I've 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 participated before, shame to say. Damn. But yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. But 
what you're not supposed to do is put the Tannerite in a uh, car or anything like that because the shrapnel can fly up in the air and hit people like 300 yards away. Like, you know, so, so the Russians went a step too far with the Tannerite and blew up basically a 1982 satellite. This is them blowing up used cars. And you're not supposed to do that with Tannerite, and you're not supposed to do that with satellites either. When you get a mortgage, you promise not to house dynamite in your home. Yeah. Part of what you're signing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm probably outraged. If y'all are out, if astronauts are outraged, I'm outraged. I'm outraged. Tweet that. Tweet that we're outraged as a podcast. Outraged. We, we, we stand with NASA. We stand cool. with NASA. Well, do you want me to tag you? Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. That you you were complaining about getting tagged. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'll be on a show for 90 minutes. I'll say as many words as you. Don't get a tag. But do you remember when you used to complain that we put you on video at all and now you're mad at Reed for not tagging you? Mm-hmm. It's quite the uh, turn of events. Some would how say the, that you're starting to like being on camera. How the turntables. No, I'm not saying it's, you know. <laughs> all right, what's the Just next Just a little headline? credit. I got you. I got you. Read around the world number two. More than 500 people are hospitalized from a scorpion sting after storms That's in unfortunate. Egypt. Uh, there were a bunch of uh, rainstorms yeah. in Egypt. It got all the scorpions out of their hiding places in the ground and sent them into people's homes. People started getting stung and bit, and now they are uh, hospitalized. No Man, deaths th yet, but they had to get anti-venom for all these hospitalizations. Is the is is this like one of the... Uh, the I'm not an overly, like, biblically religious person. I'm very spiritual, but all the, the locusts and I stuff. I won't be discussing my spirituality the on locusts, the show. The locusts and such? Yeah, they descended. It's kind of like the scorpions. Is Are we fucked? Like, there's literally a flood and there's pestilence in the same thing, dude. Is, it, is that... Am I on to this? I mean, because... What's, what else can you send in, dude? What else is coming in the next flood? It's going to be like an earthquake, too, with a flood, with scorpions... That's what I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of scorpions. Not at all. I'm not afraid of scorpions. I would let a scorpion uh, climb on me. Didn't we hold them? No, not, we not held a, a tarantula. Two? But I'm, Tarantula. I'm way more afraid of tarantulas. And than snakes. I, we did snakes. Snakes, no fly zone. But scorpions are like on the uh, green end of the spectrum for me. Not afraid at all. So, I, you know, like I understand they can sting you and, and, and that sort of thing. But I okay. want to say that I hope everybody in Egypt heals up good and i also want to say that if those floods were caused by climate change oh. then i am outraged damn yeah yeah put us down for an outrage on that as well please okay read around the world number three a chinese goat farm is using facial recognition to stop incest so these farmers are using a program that alerts the workers on the farm when two goats that are too closely related start getting after it so what's the deal you got you got the, brother and sister goats right this it's is no good if they farm. procreate yeah they no, don't this want, is bad we don't like want, nope 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 we're good we're not outraged about you know this. about goat cheese yeah it's pretty good yeah it's not bad read around the world number four you can now purchase a pete davidson sex toy that vibrates when he appears on snl so every appearance, every skit that he's in, the sex <laughs> go to bed early one night <laughs> when he uh, shows up on screen. Go to bed early one night and there's like a you think your wife's phone's going off? No, it's just the Pete Davidson vibrator. What it hears his voice? I mean, it, it's alerted. It's a 
smart vibrator. No, but here's the deal. What are you more mad about? Like her phone actually ringing at midnight and it being a guy or that she has a Pete Davidson vibrator? And the latter. Who has Pete Davidson dated? Mm, I can answer this. Yeah. Um, well, he was just holding hands with Kim Kardashian. Okay. And uh, there's that singer whose name is... Um, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. That's right, Reed. And uh, the most and, important one that and Colin Jost is married to Scar Joe. You're you're leaving out Kate Beckinsale. Just oh, and you're saying it wrong. Kate Beckinsale. That's right. That's a good one. Sure, tomato, tomato. But I'm just wondering, like, what are we thinking? Ten inches here? <laughs> like, because I don't get, I don't know what's going on with this with this character. Funny guy. They say he's funny, he's self-assured, and <laughs> they're making vibrators. When this, I don't even get the, I don't even get how it makes sense. Oh, I'm with you there. <laughs> I want the, I want the phone call. It's a smart dildo, <laughs> synced up to your. Yeah, to your no, TV. You, you, you said that, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Read around the world number five. Yep. Sudden genius syndrome. Robbery victim uses math to find new home. This guy was robbed and had a uh, brain injury that allowed him to see shapes and uh, patterns more clearly. And he said he first noticed it when he saw water going down the drain. And it apparently allowed him to be a genius in math. And so he used sure his this ability. This guy's not on acid. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might be on acid. I <laughs> he used his ability to uh, make a program, make an algorithm to find the best town to live in. He wanted to move from their their current place of living during the pandemic to a new spot. <laughs> it doesn't take that guy to know Blacksburg was not on that list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it it's, uh, it's called sudden genius syndrome or acquired savant syndrome. SGS. I want SGS so bad. Somebody just clock me. Where did the guy move? If he moved to Austin, this is such a fucking joke. He moved to Carmel and or Westfield, Indiana. Not even uh, Carmel, California? Uh, that's what I, yeah. I'm not so sure he has sudden genius syndrome, man. He moved to Indiana. No offense. What's that one by the sea in California? Carmel by the sea. Yeah, nice place. I was waiting for the by the sea. The guy moved to Indiana? No, 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 no. I Indiana. think they misdiagnosed him. Hey. <laughs> Do you want, hey, do you want me to hit you in the head really hard, start winning your bets? Like winning, you are winning a lot of your bets, but. Oh, please let me have one, one of these. I'll just, okay. I'll clock you. Hey. Overhand right. We got this junior hockey cashed. Yeah. And this, I don't even know what sport this was. We're doing better, but shout out to Salavat, Yulavov, Ufa, HC Sochi, and AK Bars Kazan for coming through on that three-teamer. I'm telling you, you're in, the, you're in like the dark web yeah. of WinBet. Minus 229. You're it's gonna, not even you're good You're going to accidentally here. buy heroin. <laughs> like you're going to be trying to bet one of these fucking teams and you're going to accidentally buy a bag of heroin. It's just going to show up at your door, dude. <laughs> fucking three-team parlays with like Maccabi. I think it's hockey. I think it was hockey. Sport. No, I think that was the hockey. All right. Game. I think it's time to go, and uh, we'll see you uh, Friday. With, Friday, uh, indeed. With, with Stanford Steve. Talk about how he took the remote from uh, the luxury suite to the bar. Pulled it out. 
wasn't the remote from the bar. Um, y'all take care. Y'all take care. Hey, y'all. We want you guys to interact with us more on, on social media here. Let me not sound like a fucking cop talking about this. We want you to talk to us. You know, like sometimes you get on there and you're like, hey, y'all aren't talking to us. Just type us a message on one of the various... Uh, I don't know, we'll be on VSCO soon. We'll be on all types of shit soon. So right now it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's YouTube. Uh, leave some comments, man. You know, Twitter is at Greenlight and uh, YouTube, we're at Greenlight Tube. And uh, we're also always looking for free stuff. So we are once again asking you for random free shit in my Bernie Sanders meme voice. Uh, send packages to 2150 Y Street, number... 5267 that's charlottesville virginia 22905 thank you in advance for all the wonderful things you'll send us